Hey, welcome back to Bible Stories for Heathen Children. I'm Robbie. I have been wanting to tell one of my favorite weird Genesis stories, but it's actually like really short and I think it's better in context and I couldn't decide what to do with it, how to tell it. I have finally decided what I'm doing with this one is I'll retell some stories I've already told on the podcast um, and that'll be okay and I'll slot this new story into it where it goes so you can appreciate where this story fits in. The new story today is called The Tower of Babel. It's one myth that tries to explain where human languages come from, but it kind of fits into the the canon of um, a lot of beginning stories in the biblical book of Genesis, which again means beginnings. So this is sort of a Genesis chapters 1 through 11 episode. Okay, so you know how humans tell legends to explain things they don't understand, and not only in the Bible. There's lots of these legends and myths from the ancient world, especially. Well, here's a very old myth about everything. Once upon a time, the Spirit of God was hovering over the dark waters of a shapeless world, a world of nothing. And he decided to mix it up a bit by making something, and that's where everything comes from, more or less. He made light one day, and on another day he made the sky, and then there was land, plants, sun and stars, birds, animals, one or two new categories of everything every day. On the sixth day, he also decided to make humans. Let's make humans in our image, said God. And God agreed with God that this was a good idea. So he did that. He shaped people out of the dust and breathed in them to get the breath going and voila, humankind. And God said he'd done a good job of everything. And on the seventh day, he took the day off to relax and admire his handiwork. Well, he wanted the people he made to have the ability to make choices, but he also wanted them to do exactly what he said. So he had these two people named Adam and the woman, and he gave them like one choice of whether or not to do exactly what he said. So uh, the humans, Adam and the woman, lived in this lovely little garden, and there was one tree God put there that they weren't allowed to eat from. It was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And God said, if you eat from it, you'll die. There was also a tree in the garden called the tree of life. A very clever snake said to the woman one day that if she ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, she'd be wise like God. She would know about good and evil. And she thought knowing more and being wise like God sounded good. So she ate some and she did not die, at least not immediately like they expected. And so when Adam saw that, Adam ate some too. And God didn't really want the people to know more or to be wise like God. So he had told them not to eat from the tree, and they did anyway. And after they ate the fruit from the tree, he got upset, and he cursed them with pain and hard work, but also promised them they'd have children. And when Adam heard the woman would be able to have babies, he named her Eve, which probably means alive or living. Then God chased them out of the lovely little garden and away from the tree of life that they could eat from and live forever, and into the wide world. So, you know, they'd eventually die because they couldn't eat from the tree. Um, But they did have babies, and the babies grew up and had babies, and maybe it's best not to think too much about who must have been getting married to who. Well, Eve's first two children grew up, and God liked one better than the other because one of them made offerings of meat to God, and the other made offerings of vegetables to God. And God totally prefers meat as offerings. So the vegetable farmer brother got angry and jealous, and he killed the meat farmer brother, and God cursed the brother who killed the other brother, and um, that was Cain. Anyway, and so Cain had to move away and do something other than farming, so he made the first city. 
And then there were more and more people, and they invented musical instruments and tools and new ways of farming, but they were also really violent to each other, and God was really upset that he'd made humans at all. God said that the thoughts of the humans were only evil all the time, and he felt he had no choice but to wipe out nearly every living thing on the planet and start over. But he did like this one guy called Noah, who was like 10 generations after Adam, and he had a wife, Noah had a wife, and he had three sons who also had wives. And so God decided he would destroy everything and start over with Noah. So he told Noah to build this massive boat in the middle of dry land, and we usually call this boat Noah's Ark. And, um, and God made Noah put a bunch of like food on the boat and then God sent a male and female of every living creature to Noah, plus like extras of the one God liked to be given as a sacrifice, because remember, God likes meat. And once all the animals and Noah's family all got settled in their places inside the boat, God shut the door to the boat and it began to rain. And that's okay for Noah because like the boat had a roof. But it wasn't okay for everyone else because it began to flood and the boat went floating along but everything flooded. It rained and it rained super hard without stopping for 40 days and 40 nights until the entire earth was covered in water. Everything was completely covered. Even the mountains were covered in water. There was no dry land anywhere and nobody and nothing survived except like presumably the fish were fine. So even after it stopped raining, it took like a long time before they could leave the boat because it had been, you know, so much rain. Um, it took a year, a whole year from the day they went into the, into the boat for the floodwaters to subside and for the earth to dry up enough that anyone could get out of the boat without getting stuck in the mud. But eventually the boat landed and it stuck there on top of this mountain and they were all able to get out and they were like really relieved and like, well, we better keep God happy, right? So Noah took some of the animals they had the extras of, you know, the ones that God liked. Noah took like at least one of each of those kinds of animals, uh, just in case. I'm not sure what God's feeling today, you know. Um, and he killed those animals and he made a burnt offering of the animals. And God thought like that the burnt offering smelled really good. You ever smell like grilling meat like that? That's basically what it was. And he's like, that smells really good. I hereby promise to never destroy everything in a flood again. And then God invented a rainbow and he put the rainbow in the sky and he told Noah, this is the sign of my covenant, my promise. And when I see this rainbow, when it rains, I will remember not to flood the entire earth. And then they were like, good, because that was like a lot. And so uh, then God told Noah and his family and all the animals to make a lot of babies and fill up the earth. So mostly they did that. And Noah built like a vineyard. And I haven't told this story before because it's kind of weird. But Noah built a vineyard. And that's like a big place where you grow a lot of grapes. Uh, and then he made wine from the grapes, which is like the primary reason people grew grapes in the ancient world. And then he like drank a lot of the wine. And then he got drunk, as happens when you drink a whole lot of wine. And he got like really, really drunk. And he fell asleep without any of his clothes on. He was naked. And apparently that's like a super strange thing, even though he was only just in his tent. And one of his sons, Ham, the son, his, his name was Ham. Uh, so he went into Noah's tent and he saw Noah like without any clothes on. And he was like, ha ha, this is hilarious. Dad got so drunk, he got naked. And then he told his brothers, look at dad, he looks so gross and naked. Ha ha ha. And the brothers didn't think that was funny. The brothers Shim and Japheth, they were like really embarrassed 
Um, so they were they were embarrassed and they didn't want their dad to be embarrassed that they'd seen him naked. So they like they looked away and like walked backwards, like holding this cloak between them and they just kind of dropped it on him so that he would be covered up. And then they left. But, you know, then he wakes up and he's like, what's happened? Why, why am I just wearing this cloak like a blanket? And he's like, what happened? And they told him. And then he got really mad at his son, Ham. Noah did for laughing at him. And he he cursed. He didn't curse Ham. He cursed Ham's son, Canaan, and Canaan should be a familiar word to y'all because, uh, you know, that's the land where the, the people of Israel end up taking over, like, later in the, in the Bible. Um, and so Noah said Canaan's children would be the slaves of Noah's other sons and their children, and that Noah's sons Shem and Japheth would have more successful families than Canaan, and God would love the children of Shem and Japheth more and then, like, a bunch of racist white Christians in America used that story a few thousand years later after it was written to justify slavery. And that's a whole problem. But anyways, it actually didn't seem to change too much in the story immediately after. Because despite God trying to start this, like, hierarchy where some of the people were more important than other people, the way God is more important than people and angels and God had favorite people, the People apparently didn't actually go along with that whole thing at first. So later Noah died when he was like several hundreds of years old. And then like after the flood, God said all the new people would only live to be like 120 years old maximum. But his sons, Noah's sons and their wives had like a bunch of children who had children and so on and so forth. And the earth was starting to look pretty lively again. And it was going pretty smoothly, except for this one problem that God saw. Here's the problem. Everyone got along really well together. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but they, they did. They got along really well. So, well, they all wanted to live in this one big city together. They even invented bricks so that they didn't have to, like, cut stone to build buildings. And they could build these sturdy buildings that wouldn't burn down. Because they, they made these bricks. It was really easy to build with bricks. It was like building with Legos, except you stick them together with mortar. And they could just make these great buildings e pretty easily. And they all spoke the same language. And it was really easy for them to communicate and to make things together. So the people made a big city with their handy-dandy bricks. And they worked on their goals together. And, like, you might think God would be really happy with this. Like, I'm happy when my kids work together to build something out of Legos. But no... God wasn't happy. He wanted everyone having babies all over the earth, not just in one big city, no matter how peaceful it was. And then, like, um, aside from his humans must take over the whole earth plan, there was another problem. You see, the people decided to build a big tower in their city for everyone to unite around because they didn't want to be scattered all over the earth. They thought maybe they could reach heaven on this tower, because what they believed about heaven was that it was, you know, literally in the sky. That's why they, they call the sky the heavens. And they thought if they worked together and built this big tower, they would be united and strong in the face of a wild and unpredictable world. And God felt threatened by this, apparently, by this tall tower. He agreed they'd be united and strong together. He just didn't agree this would be a good idea. Perhaps he was afraid if they reached heaven, which apparently they could do with a tall enough tower, they would attack and dethrone God, and that would be bad for God. He didn't want everyone killing each other, which is like the whole reason he wiped out every living being in a flood in the first place, but he also didn't want everyone united together either, especially if they might unite against himself. 
So he said, the people are all speaking one language, and if they can work together and do this, nothing they want to do will be impossible for them. So let's go down and confuse them so they can't work together like this anymore. So that's what God did. To confuse them, he made it so they all suddenly spoke different languages. They couldn't understand each other, and they didn't know how to deal with that. When they spoke, everyone else just heard babbling, like babble, 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 like they couldn't make any sense of it. Because it was so hard to communicate, they decided they couldn't work together anymore, and they all put down their tools and gave up on their city and moved away and lived only with people who spoke the same language. And the Tower to Heaven was never finished, and eventually it became ruins, and it was called the Tower of Babel. Because it was there that God confused the languages of humanity and scattered humans across the world. And that's where languages and different people groups come from, according to Genesis. So uh, people started building cities again, but they weren't all united anymore. And the people fought. And next in the story, in Genesis, God would pick a man called Abram to be the father of a huge nation of people that God would be the specific God of. And the other nations on earth would fight with him too. But I've already told some of those stories. And so that's really all for today uh, about about from Genesis. I really like the story of the Tower of Babel because it's weird and it's about languages, and I like languages. Well, actually, in history, little short lesson here, we know that different languages seem to evolve more from people moving around, which causes the languages to branch off and develop differently, and then they mix up with other languages in strange new ways. Rather than like in this story where the languages are made first and then that forces people to move away. It's very interesting. Um, you know, humans actually had the ability to write things down long, long before the English language as we speak today existed. So we can look back and see how the language we speak today developed. And um, I've actually taken a college class on this. It's fascinating. So uh, here's a brief lesson. The people who like spoke an old Germanic language, the Saxons, they lived around what is now Germany, and they moved away, took some boats and stuff to an island, which we now call Britain, and the old Germanic language branched off and it became Old English, mixed a little bit with the language of the native Celtic people who lived in Britain, and that all started around uh, year 500 in the Common Era. Old English is like basically a different language from what we speak now, and it evolved into modern English. Evolved is a pretty good word for, for that. It developed. It changed so much that I actually, I can't read Old English. Some people can read it because they study it, but I can't read it even though I'm pretty good at reading modern English. So languages change as people speak them, and they use words in new ways, or they make up new words, or they change old words to fit new needs which you even see this still happening today with new words like yeet or podcast, like that didn't exist several hundred years ago, or computer. Computer didn't used to mean an electronic device. So a few hundred years after the Anglo-Saxons brought an old Germanic language to Britain, Vikings came to Britain and they mixed it up a bit more. And then there was like hundreds of years, there was more invasions, more immigration, more colonization. The, the church came in and brought Latin. So the English language developed and mixed up with like Latin and French until eventually it looked pretty similar to what we have today. And then the British, you know, invaded and colonized other countries. And that's why a lot of people in the United States where I live speak English. Although it's, you can, I mean, if you've ever watched like BBC, you can see that 
the English we speak here is a bit different from the English that people speak in, in Britain today. Um, and that's just one language, and that's just a tiny, tiny bit of the history. Every language ever used throughout history has changed and developed, and some languages have even died. And they may have all at one point been related to each other. It's a really fascinating subject, which I enjoy studying and talking about. Although the story of a god who created all languages because he got scared of people collaborating is still really interesting to me as a stand and explanation for that. Well, that is all for today. I hope you enjoyed this story. I will be back probably in two weeks with more stories. I'm, I'm not exactly sure yet, <laughs> but I'll figure it out. There are so many possibilities. I have so many ideas. I just haven't narrowed it down. So please review the podcast if you can do that and you haven't yet done it. Consider supporting us on Patreon if you have the means. And thank you so much for listening to Bible Stories for Heathen Children. Our theme music is Wholesome by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution. Until next time, shine on, Star Child.